Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about e-commerce SEO. I, I love this topic because uh, many websites want to sell more. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Louis Smith. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. And thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, great to speak to you. Big cool, fan cool. of the show. Yeah, it's a big pleasure because I check out your LinkedIn profile. You have good experience with that. Can you tell more about your background, your experience, and why you decided to uh, take this topic about e-commerce SEO? Yeah, so I um, started off at uni uh, back in the day doing computing, um, learning how to make sort of websites and stuff, um, getting my head into Java programming. Um, so started understanding, you know, coding um, and everything to do with that. And then, you know, started getting some experience at agencies. Um, but, you know, the, the dream was to always start something for myself. You know, I never wanted to sort of work in an agency and be rigid in what I had to do. So, yeah, I started my own thing. Um, you know, started branching out on Upwork um, locally. Um, you know, started getting better and better, getting some, you know, big, bigger leads in, bigger jobs, bigger roles. And then, you know, I worked in many niches um, and e-commerce is, you know, something I fell in love with. Um, you know, you can have a direct impact on, you know, the business's revenue. Um, you know, you're growing them as a business. And then, you know, the more and more you work with it, you know, working with big commerce, um, Shopify stores, WooCommerce, you sort of understand, um, you know, the, the pitfalls and what were, you know, general issues. Um, and you can build your processes around that. Um, obviously, you know, try and keep, I have a little team now, you know, we keep an agile approach. Um, you know, it's not a fixed package. So every, every website is unique and we, we try to stay really agile and just, you know, cater to that um, business, um, you know, looking at the target market and building the, you know, the SEO strategy around the target market, um, you know, and I believe that's how you get results. So, yeah, I've worked in, you know, a lot of niches and e-commerce, you know, it's a little bit, um, love getting involved with it. You know, you, I've worked with some enterprise SEO clients and, you know, you can, have a big impact on them, but, you know, medium-sized, small businesses, you know, that, that's where you can really sort of tell the difference and, you, you know, you really help to grow that business. Um, they're the ones that feel the impact and, you know, they, they show you the, the love a lot more. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, my journey in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. Okay, guys, uh, you can ask all questions uh, in the comments. Uh, we have a big audience, you know, yeah, it's a big pleasure to share uh, skills. And I wanna start from the basic question. What is the main difference between e-commerce SEO and generic SEO? Um, well, you know, generic SEO is, you know, there's not much difference, especially in 2022, you know, you, you've got to write for your audience and you've got to create content for them. Especially with e-commerce, you know, it used to be just um, bottom of the funnel stuff and um, categories and products, but now, you know, Google wants to see top of the funnel content, you know, informational guides, um, you know, how-tos, you know, the best of. And that that sort of comes aligned with normal SEO now. Um, you know, it's still topical relevance. You know, you've got to create topical authority. And I believe that's 2021, 22 has, has took a big shift in e-commerce. You know, you, you'll see in, especially US now, you know, you, you'll search for a product um, and Google's actually showing you, you know, the, the guides, you know, popping up in, in the snippets at the top. So, you know, there's big, big sort of, shift in that model um but yeah in terms of you know normal seo and e-commerce seo um obviously the, the goal with e-commerce seo is to get more sales on the website and um, so how you create your funnel from the top 
um, directing them to the categories and the products, you know, that, that's got to come online. But, you know, I'd say that's the main difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, can you tell more about uh, creating the right strategy? Because today uh, we have uh, uh, 1.89 billion websites, no, a lot, a lot of websites today online. And uh, it's hard to compete with them, especially if you start from scratch. Um, and uh, how to outrank them? Because today we have paid marketing that uh, takes some uh, first positions, four positions, you know. Yeah. And uh, how to choose the right strategy because for example uh, sometimes it's not it's not a good idea to compete with high volume keywords or uh keywords that have um keyword difficulty high level you know something like this uh, tell more about your insights how to choose this right strategy yeah so obviously you know you, you do a search in e-commerce now um, any niche and you're going to see probably amazon and etsy um, you know on the on the search so you know, they're the bigger brands, but there's always massive potential. You know, Google wants to see niche sites um, that are, you know, topical authority in any niche, you know, and, and that's where you can really flourish. And in terms of, yeah, like, you know, you'll, you'll get businesses reaching out and say, we want to rank at the top for whey protein. Um, and it's like, you know, you're a new website or you're a medium-sized website, you're getting a bit of traffic coming in, but, you know, that it's very difficult. Why not, you know, target top of the funnel content? Let's get some traffic coming in, you know, longer tail keywords. Let's start ranking for them, you know, and then we're going to build on the broader keywords. You know, there's no point in spending all our budget and trying to target them really broad keywords that, you know, really out of line. Um, you know, the, the main goal with SEO for a business is to get return on investment. You know, if we're targeting really difficult keywords, we're not going to get a return anytime soon. So let's start getting traffic in, get a return, start building an audience and then start, you know, targeting them. And, you know, it's going into competitors, you know, we can pull them apart with tools, you know, Screaming Frog, um, we've got all the tools, SEMrush, Hrefs, pull any website apart, see exactly what they're doing, where they're getting the traffic um, and start building more topical authority than them, um, you know, and that, that's how you, you sort of mm-hmm. capitalize in any niche. Yeah, got it. Love it. Okay, we have the first question. What is the best approach to redirecting the 404 pages for large websites? Uh, four or four, you go to businesses, um, especially, you know, enterprise, and you'll find four or four pages. Um, you know, it's always priority based. So, you know, if you've got four or four pages that are not really affecting the crawl budget, you know, you can use tool like Jet Octopus and see, you know, are these four or four pages getting traffic? Have they got links coming to them? Um, if it's neither, you know, I won't necessarily, you know, target them as a priority um, task. I'd more focus on, you know, other priorities. But, if they've got external links coming in that you know are of quality or they're getting impressions or they're getting traffic, then it's say, right, you know, let's target these four or four pages and redirect them to something more relevant on the site. But again, it's priority based. But yeah, definitely, you know, you'll find um, good four or four pages. You sometimes have like good good links coming in, um, like PR links, and it's right, you know, let's get that redirected quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting from my experience. Uh, when you want to redirect some pages, you can lose weight, especially for SEO. You can't get 100% of previous backlinks. Uh, and uh, can you tell how to uh, prepare this process and lose uh, less? Uh, for example, um, if you redirect uh, on WordPress on any other websites, uh, uh, this CMS can lose. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but uh, I often see when you set up redirect, everything is fine. But tomorrow or uh, 
for a few months you can lose this rigidity how to control the process that uh, you uh, didn't lose redirect and uh, how to prepare this process so what well, sorry you don't you don't lose the redirect uh, I mean like uh, uh, how to prepare the process of uh, uh, redirecting you know when you want to redirect all pages to new ones yeah so looking at the most relevant you know just do a crawl um, you know export your your 404s what I like to do is just connect it with a tool so you know use screaming frog or jet octopus crawling 404s connect it with an API hrefs console um, analytics just pull the data and export that into a sheet um, and then you've got you know your collection of data there to say right we need to prioritize these um, and let's find the most relevant page so you know just doing a side command um, site command website um, and then just doing a search for the most relevant keyword and then redirecting it to that um, and you can you know you can quickly identify so just put one to one in the sheet because um, what you find is not not many 404 pages have you know any sort of benefit or you know benefit to redirecting um, to a quality page so it's just looking at the, you know the top most relevant and then finding them you know relevant pages that we need to redirect to especially the ones that have got external links coming in you know if you've got links coming in for men's hoodie um, you know it's important to redirect that traffic then links to you know a relevant page mm -hmm. yeah well that's valuable okay uh, uh let's talk mo uh, more about content marketing for example uh e-commerce websites wanna sell but uh today uh it's hard in seo field if you don't use content marketing can you tell more uh, do uh all websites need to have a blog to post content there, uh, to provide other content marketing techniques, or it's better to pay attention with e-commerce pages, selling pages where you can uh, get money, earn money. Yeah, 100 million percent. Get get a blog on, you know, get talking to your audience. There's nothing more valuable now, um, you know. Websites, even smaller businesses with no money, um, you know, not no money, no budget to sort of push to, you know, SEO, PPC. We need to create an article. It's even if you've not got a world class copywriter, just get someone on the team, get writing, get researching, and just try and understand the audience. Every brand is targeting a certain target market. So, you know, we need to write to that target market, and that's what's got to show through on your blog. If you imagine uh, a Wikipedia page, you know, they look at your niche, go and see what they're linking to, what articles are relevant. Um, same with competitors, you know, site column, competitor, keyword, and see what support, supporting articles they have. Start getting inspiration from that. Uh, but yeah, you know, content is needed. Uh, it's in the customer journey. You know, you go to websites and they're not answering any questions. And it's like, you're trying to sell products. Your, your, your website is trying to sell products. You're not adding any benefits to the customer journey by answering questions. Uh, your competitor, on the other hand, is answering all these different questions. They're providing a great customer journey, FAQs, how-to guides. Uh, which website is Google going to pick? Um, <laughs> it's the one with all the guides. So, you know, we need to get that content on. So, yeah, 100 million percent get it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, we have... Uh big audience you know from many countries uh, pakistan <laughs> india uk uh oh, many others you know it's hard to even iran you know yeah let's go indonesia from indonesia great country <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> thanks guys for watching us you know it's interesting when i schedule my uh live streams um, uh, 
later I have uh, the American audience uh, when I start early you know, I have international audience that's cool okay guys uh, thanks for watching uh, and I have uh, another question about uh, conversion rate for example uh, if you uh, create a new page and wanna sell uh, even uh, getting traffic but it doesn't convert well what we need to do uh, because you know uh, I often see when the masters submit uh, a lot of content uh, I mean like um, they try to sell uh, all products from one page you know sometimes it's not a good idea uh, and uh, for me it's better to uh, personalize and simplify content uh, I like uh, to check out uh, apple.com you know very simple to use you know nothing yeah. special uh, can you tell more insights about simplicity, personalization, and how to increase conversion rate? Yeah, obviously, again, the main thing is to get conversions, you know, with e-commerce SEO that, you know, ultimately want to get more sales. And um, so conversion rates massive. Well, actually, it's put heat tracking on, you know, see, see what the customers are doing. And again, I, I preach this a lot, but, you know, you still go to big brands now, and they'll, they'll just talk about how, how amazing their product is, you know, the customer's not bothered about that. They're more bothered about can can my product solve my issue? Or can it can it can it bring me a desired status? You know, millennials want to buy these um, NFTs and you know expensive Balenciaga trainers because um, they want a desired status. Just sell that to them on the product, and that you know that's going to help with conversions. But yeah, looking at you know Google Analytics, um, mapping that with the heat tracking, and just analyzing what, what the customer is actually doing. And you can, you can soon identify, you know, weak areas. And it's just about split testing, you know, split testing copies, split testing colors, buttons, the actual UX. Um, but a good a good sort of starting point for, you know, small, medium-sized brands is go and look at the top, the top ranking competitors, go and look at the big brands, because what you'll find is they've, they've spent the money to split test. They've got the money, you know, to push that split testing and in, increasing conversion. So, have a look what they're doing. Uh, you might find some inspiration. So, yeah, heat tracking, analytics, um, and then go and look at the, the big competitors and um, take their inspiration and then just testing it. But understanding your target market, that's what it comes down to. Don't talk about how wonderful your product is. Talk about the problem it's going to solve. Yeah, got it. Okay, we have the question about drop shipping. Can you provide your insights how to get, uh, I don't know, the best sales with drop shipping? <laughs> Kindly advise best website for dropshipping. Uh, dropshipping, obviously, is, is coming to popularity, but I think the sort of persona around dropshipping is you're going to set up a Shopify site with dropshipping and it's going to make you a millionaire overnight. Um, it's not really about that. Um, I think a lot of people start dropshipping sites without understanding uh, marketing um, and you know target market. If you start a dropshipping site, you know, you've still got to understand your target audience you still got to connect with them and that's got to show up on your website. Again, like we mentioned about having um, blogs on the site, articles, talk to your target market. Again, on your, your category pages, your product pages, um, talk to your target market. Don't just create a, a dropshipping store and add a little bit of content and expect that to make you a lot of money. And you still got to do marketing one-on-one um, and that's got to come through on your website. Yeah. Do that right. Do that right, and you, yeah, you can make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. You know, guys, if you wanna start drop shipping, uh, start with researching, deep researching. You know, you can't sell uh, uh, all products online. Of course, it's better to find uh, products caps uh, on Amazon or any, any other websites. And I love to build audience. By the way, we have the next question about uh, 
how to make our personal branding. Do we need to uh, uh, create personal brand for e-commerce, SEO for e-commerce websites, for online shops? Uh, your opinion about, about that? Yeah, I mean, message me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm doing my own personal brand at the moment, uh, setting everything up, so I can definitely help you on that. Um, but yeah, personal brand is massive, and I believe, you know, over the last couple of years, it's got bigger and bigger. For, you know, one example, if you look at The Rock, um, you know, with Under Armour, you know, his personal brand is crazy, crazy across the globe. Everyone loves The Rock. Um, same with, like, Ronaldo. You know, they've got their personal brands, and when, when you tie that into um, an e-commerce brand, you know, it's going to cause cohesion, and you're going to get, you know, good results from it. The Rock with Under Armour, it, you know, it's, it's massive. If you look at like Ronaldo with you know, the brands he's working with. So personal branding is is building an audience that you connect with and they connect with you. Um, and I think that's massive in 2022. Um, that's why I do it. You know, I believe in talking to a certain audience. Um, I believe I can have value and I believe, you know, they have value to me. So it's just personal branding is, is everything for me in 2022. Um, so, yeah, understand your target market. I think a lot of people focus on creating a personal brand around this this amazing website about them <laughs> but it's not about them your personal brand is personal but it's about your target market focus on who you're gonna you know who you're gonna speak to uh, you know seth gordon uh, the book on tribes you know you're creating a tribe and that's what your personal brand is about focus on that tribe and let your brand be about that tribe not about you to say yeah you know uh i wanna uh tell more uh, to linkedin user Start from your photo and your name because <laughs> I see LinkedIn user how you want to build your personal brand if you we don't know your name, you know, even on this chat, even on any other live streams. Uh, and to be consistent, just post content, share value, help others, support them. <laughs> I think people people can definitely get hooked on like uh, the logo, like months and months thinking, oh, what, what logo should I have? And then it's like, Look at Starbucks's logo. It's a, it's a mermaid. <laughs> so you know, talk to your talk to your audience and um, just start doing that. Just start pushing out content on LinkedIn um, of who you want to talk to. You start getting a snowball effect, um, and you know your, your personal brand will start building from that. Um, but yeah, like you say, you know, get your image on there, get your name, get a bit about yourself, and then just start talking. Yeah, yeah. And for me, uh, consistency is the best attitude in personal branding. Uh, and uh, I think uh, personal branding helps SEO. Uh, for example, um, you know, when uh, I'm thinking about personal brand, I always uh, uh, think about Elon Musk and Tesla, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, he can sell uh, more cars on his Twitter than, know, than any other marketing channels. <laughs> He can create his own crypto and, and make yourself a, a millions of an art from it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, we have the question about what's about SEO regarding this. Uh, probably about some our replies. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead. Okay. Uh, I want to ask about uh, personalization. Uh, for example, uh, uh, e-commerce SEO uh, needs to sell. How to learn your customers uh, that uh, your product will satisfy them, uh, that your product is much better than competitors have, or to find your unique selling proposition? Because uh, it's not only about SEO, it's more about product. Because if you have bad products, you can't uh, get SEO results, you can't sell them. Even if you get traffic, you can't sell them. Can you tell more? about personalization and learning customers yeah personalization is 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 key is what is key you know your usp is what's going to set you apart from the rest of that sup um you know you'll still find 
most businesses you go to don't really connect very well with the, with the target market. And, you know, you can really see, you know, if you export your Google Analytics data, you know, look at your top, top visited 10 products um, and then look at the copy on them. Um, can we improve it? You know, are we talking to the target market um, and really drill down on that, that customer, um, you know, understand where they are in the journey. Um, you know, are they struggling with something? Uh, you know, are they looking for something for a certain reason? And if you can touch that, it, it goes back to sales 101 of understanding, you know, the, the emotion of a, of a customer and, and the trigger point. And if you can touch that trigger um, and provide value on that and, and show that your product's going to solve that, that's how you set yourself apart from the rest. Um, you know, you go to, to the SERP and cl click on your competitors and look at the products and see how they're describing. Um, but also on your products, you know, you can do things like uh, social proof, you know, um, Social proof, um, guide, links to guides. Um, if you can show other customers actually using the product um, and just build that relevant. Amazon do it. You know, you, you click on a book, you scroll down, you can see actual reviews, pictures, um, you know, what people are saying about it. I, I buy a lot from Amazon. You know, I buy books all the time. So if I can see there's a lot of five stars, people are giving, you know, it's, it's going to change your life um, of what actual customers are saying. You know, that's going to help. The book talks about how it's going to help me, um, you know, in a certain journey that I'm on. Um, and plus, it's got all the social proof. So, yeah, again, understand your target market and write for them, write for the customer um, and test it. Give it a couple of weeks. Um, you know, if conversion rate has not gone up, um, test the copy, uh, move things around, change colors. Um, but understand, try and connect different ways with the customer that's got to come through on the copy. Same with your titles and your meta descriptions, you know. You'll search for a product on Google. Um, and people just talk about the brand or you know how wonderful the product is. The customer wants to see that you, you're connecting with them. Um, so highlight problem and how it solves it within your meta, and you've got a good chance of getting clicked through with that as well. Yeah, I agree with that. It's interesting. You remind me of the quote uh, about um, uh, that customers uh, forget if you uh, share your products present your products but they never forget if you uh, make them feeling your product <laughs> yeah. yeah it is uh, something like this when you help others when you provoke the feeling uh, guilt to give something back you know with content marketing or any other methods uh, yeah it's a big chance to uh, to sell them uh, and today customers are looking for brands, uh, for recognizable brands. For example, if they go to Amazon, they know Amazon, uh, it's safety. If they uh, go to uh, unrecognizable online shop, it's hard to believe them. It might be fraud, you know, anything else, you know, you don't know yeah. about the quality of products. So, yeah, it's, it's essential. Okay, we have the question about um, can we do SEO of our post in Facebook market marketplace? I don't really do Facebook Marketplace. Um, can we do SEO? I, you know, any any search search engine. Um, you know, whether it's Amazon, Facebook, Etsy. Um, you know, the, the the basics are titles, products. <laughs> mention the keyword. You know, image containing the keyword. Um, a good image of the product, but and then talk about the products. You know, in the relevant the relevant keywords. Um, you know, that that's going to give you your best chance of. of ranking with that um you know that that's the main thing and i think a lot of businesses miss that they still don't have the the, the keyword on the page um, you know that that's one of the biggest things so yeah for facebook marketplace um top of my head just make sure you're including the keywords yeah uh, i will not add 
to uh, to this question. You know, I think that uh, uh, you can try. Why not? You know, try Amazon, eBay, uh, Facebook, uh, or any other places. It's better to find what works for you. If a Facebook Marketplace works for some brands, it might work for you. Might not. You know, yeah. <laughs> Testing is the best approach to figure out. You know, so uh, uh, for me, I think yeah, it's better to try and uh, to be patient with results. For example, uh, I often see when someone um, is trying to get results on LinkedIn and give up quickly. You know? uh, by the way, can you tell more about uh, uh, patience? <laughs> because SEO is a long game. You can't get results fast. How to be patient with that? How do you know that your strategy is right? Uh, how to check out results during the process? For example, if you are waiting for six months and uh, year, you know, to get results, uh, you can lose patience. And uh, most people uh, really do it. You know, they uh, can uh, give up and forget about projects. Uh, can you tell more about, uh, I don't know, encouragement and how to check out that you are going in the right way? Yeah, definitely. Um, SEO, it is patient. You know, it used to be, you know, whack some PBNs at it, um, you know, spam the keyword and, and it push up quick. You know, even when you request a call on console um, to crawl, you know, it used to get done pretty quick. You know, Google's not about that anymore. You know, SEO, especially in competitive niches, you, you know, you're walking up Mount Everest. Uh, you know, you've got to take the time and you've got to be patient. Um, what, what you generally see is, you know, with, it depends on where the brands are in the journey. If it's a big enterprise brand that's known um, or even a medium sized and if the niche is not too bad, you know, we can make changes with say internal links um, and that's going to push pages up. Um, the change, technical changes you make on a site could happen really fast. Um, you know, you could increase revenue pretty quick, but you know, you've got to make clear at the start with any business that um, SEO is not fast. Um, you know, we're going to see movements, impressions are going to start to move up. Um, we're going to see keywords moving up. Um, it's not necessarily mean we're, not, we're going to jump on the first page straight away. Um, you know, PPC is where you get your traffic to the top pretty quick, um, but that's not an asset. SEO is an asset, and I think that's key to understanding. You know, if you, if you bought a mortgage, you know, you, you pay that mortgage, and eventually, you know, you, you, you're going to own it, and you're going to own that asset. Um, same with SEO. You know, you, you invest into it, you invest into your content, you invest into your links, um, you invest into your UX, your technical and then when all that comes together, you know, over time, it's snowball effect. You know, you're going to have a good digital asset there. Um, so, yeah, pa patience is key. Yeah, completely with that. You know, uh, you can check out visibility, for example, if you create new content. Uh, just check out visibility. Uh, if it's grown, you know, you can get positions in the top 100, you know, uh, and moving forward, why not? You know, it's one yeah. way. And, uh, you know, uh, I often see when um, you create uh, many pages and uh, only uh, a few of them can get uh uh, results, you know, that's okay, you know, perfectly fine, you know, many big websites uh, can't get ranking for all pages, so uh, when you create uh, high quality pay content, you know, yeah, just check out all of them, find uh, which uh, pages will bring more results and go ahead with them, you know, try to improve it. Yeah, top, topical clusters, you know, that, that, that that's the key. <laughs> yeah, okay, we have the question about hashtags guys hashtags is uh, are for social media you know just uh, add them in the end of your post you know it's enough you can add them on youtube on any other places but it's not about seo yeah there's uh, two tools to generate hashtags online for free um, you know hashtag generators mm -hmm. okay how to rank a new blog for high 
competition keywords? Um, it's not so much blogs anymore. Uh, it's topics. So focus on ranking the topic, not the blog. Um, by that, I mean, if you're talking about, um, you know, fitness in, in the health industry um, and you pick, for example, muscle building, you know, you wouldn't just write a blog on muscle building. Uh, you, you'd write the topic um, and you cluster that content together. So find the pillar page, muscle building, and then look at um, the supporting pages, you know, how you internal link them back up and cluster all that together. Um, you know, they're the ones that are going to push you up. Same with e-commerce, um, you know, category pages, quite competitive, right? What clustered articles can we build off that? Um, you know, that's what's going to push up. That's what Google's rewarding. Um, and that's what they want to see on websites, topical authority. Um, if you cover that topic in depth um, and keep it watertight, don't miss any articles, uh, don't miss any information, you, you've got a good chance of ranking. Um, you know, that, that's my two. Go to your competitors, make sure you've seen what they're doing. Um, and also, you know, Ask the public, see what content's missing. Um, start to pull that data together, and like I said, just just cover the topic. Uh, get away from single articles. It's more, you know, joint articles. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You know, today we have uh, a billion blogs, uh, according to Neil Patel, um, many other uh, studies. At it's interesting. You know, uh, if you wanna rank your blog, it's better to start with the right strategy. Don't try to cover high volume keywords. Find topics with a lack of quality content, no outdated information, a lot of topics, because content is the number one ranking factor. If you find these topics, uh, where you can create much better content, 10 times better content, just do it. Uh, take them and uh, don't uh, have a blog for the sake of having it. You know, it doesn't work today. Uh, structure, uh, share value. If you can't write 100 posts uh, a month, write one blog post, you know, it's enough if you provide uh, high quality and valuable content. For example, Brandin, <laughs> he can post uh, one time a month, even less, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, once Simraj bought his blog, I didn't see any post anymore after that. Well, that that's, um, that's the patience thing, isn't it? You know, it's like, you know, Brandin, one solid article a month that's better, to, better than all the rest out there, you know. You take patience on writing that one solid article per month for you know year two years, and you know you, you're going to get traffic. Um, so that you know that's one of the most important things. Yeah. Okay. We have the question about uh, online store. If you have, if you can't offer the best price, and don't have the goods in stock, and then don't offer a lot payment options in the checkout process. Oh man, you have a lot of problems. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like you've got an over overpriced product but don't have any in stock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so don't offer the best price. You know, best price is not not really. Uh, there's been a bit of debate about this over the last twelve months. It's not really a ranking factor in my eyes. Um, you know, every website offers a different price. Um, so you know, don't really worry about that. Don't have the goods in stock. Um, it depends on your category page. It depends, <laughs> um, you know, if you're if you have a category page and nine out of the ten products are out of stock, um, you know, it's going to affect your conversion anyway. Um, so, you know, it just depends on how much is in stock. Uh, can you give a bit more context? Uh, payment options. Every website has different payments. As long as you've got, you know, the debit, Visa, PayPal, uh, Stripe, you know, as long as you're covering them, then you're fine. But in terms of categories, that's why you see like Amazon ranks so well. You know, they have categories, subcategories, subcategories, um, in-depth product pages. You know, as long as you're doing that, you, you've got a good chance for them. Um, but yeah, I don't know how many, 
can you give an example of your category page and how many products you've got on it? Um, but if they're all out of stock, uh, you know, that obviously you're going to run into an issue. But you know, in terms of price and checkout process, um, you know, that that should be fine. Uh, you know, I completely agree with that. You know, you don't need to have the best price. Uh, you need to have your unique selling proposition. You know, forget about the best price. Uh, Amazon doesn't have a best price for, for all products. You know, of course not. Uh, but they have their unique selling proposition. Safety, uh, nice looking content, uh, many other attitudes, uh, simple to buy. So uh, analyze your competitors uh, and think how you can provide something better than uh, your competitors uh, about don't have the goods in stock. So, you know, uh, for example, uh, uh, you can promote even one product, two products, three products, but uh, you need to have unique selling proposition. If you have uh, limited products, uh, for example, Amazon sells a billion products, uh, but uh, some online shops can uh, sell just one product, you know, then you need to create content for this product. Just create big pictures, high quality pictures, uh, provide uh, some benefits, features for this product. So you don't need to have a lot of products. It's up to you. Just find where you can be better and go ahead with that. And about it, payment options you know it's up to you i think uh, you can uh, work with that you know to uh, to get more you know why not to analyze the if you have only a few uh, for example uh, i didn't accept crypto payments for many years today uh, i decided yeah. I don't know why I didn't ignore this, but today I accept all of them. Why not? Because it's safety to have them on Binance. Uh, uh, you uh, you don't need to be worried about, uh, I mean, like about uh, uh, fluctuation because you can accept in uh, uh, USD, you know? Yeah, perfectly fine, you know, something like that. Okay. Yeah, we have, yeah, we have the question about uh, best keyword research tools. Uh, same rush or any other yeah what are you loving uh, best keyword tools hrs uh same rush um it depends it depends again on what you're doing if it's on page and um, I, I like uh, cognitive seo um, if it's you know generic keywords same rush hrs um and then also you know i like to look at the, the serp as well and just see what's going on there um you know I, You'll find a lot from that data. Actually, manually looking at your competitor's site, um, site, you know, site colon, um, site, competitor site, you know, crawl that and then see what you know topics they're ranking for. Keywords is just yeah, HRS and SEMrush, but I try to more focus on topics now. You know, if we're going for a certain keyword, you've got to rank the topic. Um, you know, it's not so much singular keywords anymore. Um, we've come away from that. A page could rank for a thousand keywords, so you know, try to. Use that as a baseline. Um, you know, it's the foundation of keyword research with HF and SEMrush, but you know, it's about being creative with it um, and look at how we can really dominate that niche and dominate that topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, we have no the best keyword research tools, but all of them have uh, advantages, disadvantages. For example, SEMrush is good, but it's expensive, you know. Uh, so uh, uh, you can choose some cheapest, prefer, I don't know, Spyfu or uh, Serpstat, many others. So just analyze them. And uh, I don't like to uh, check out only about the tariff plans, uh, price options, you know. It's better to analyze what you can get from these research tools. Yeah, yeah it's, it's about, definitely about being creative. You know, if, if you're in a niche, 
and you're going against five other SEO agencies and you're all using the same data, the same keyword tool, you know, you, you're going to run into a bit of conflict. So be creative and look at how you can, like I said, dominate the topic, not just take the same keywords that the other guys are using because, you know, get away from what they're doing and, and you're the one that will set yourself apart. Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, can you tell how to find a responsible uh, freelancer or company, SEO agency who can help with e-commerce SEO today? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the first places to start, you know, look at, look at LinkedIn. Um, you know, you can see who talks about it, um, but also, you know, case studies, I think smoke and mirrors is a lot nowadays. You know, you see big agencies that put fancy beanbags in the corner, pool tables, um, pictures of all the staff smiling on the computers. And what you'll find is, you know, they're the ones that are not doing the great work sometimes. Um, you know, they take on a business, it goes on a conveyor belt, someone will do a bit of work on a Wednesday morning, um, a bit of work on a Friday afternoon, then send a PDF report at the end of the month. So definitely, you know, look through LinkedIn, look who's putting case studies up, look who's talking about what they're actually doing. Um, don't focus on about pictures and explanations. Look at what people are doing on the actual work. Um, that's a great place. And places like Outwork, you know, you can see who's doing well, who's you know who's vetted on there, um, who's actually done big projects, um, and just understanding, you know, if someone don't just take a contract with an SEO expert or an agency. Actually, get you know, ask them to have a look at your site, um, provide a bit of insights on you know where, where we can actually grow this. Um, if you can see a bit of a roadmap. And that definitely helps. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things you can do, but it's just understanding that the SEO is not about getting your impressions and clicks, especially not in e-commerce. It's about growing your bottom revenue. So if they're sending you a PDF report at the end of the month with impressions, clicks, uh, technical and all this, you know, you're not bothered. You just want to know that you're getting more sales and growing market share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Well, but, okay. Uh... Can you tell how to learn about the e-commerce SEO? If someone wanna jump on this field, uh, to uh, earn money with that, uh, to help others, uh, share your way of learning e-commerce SEO. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of great guides out there on e-commerce SEO getting started, but again, it's been created. So as a, as a starting point, if you've got someone you can help, um, you know, a friend, um, family member who's got a little store, I'm guessing yeah, because in the pandemic, uh, everyone started these side hustles, <laughs> setting up chocolate, chocolate websites and, you know, clothes websites. So just get started with it, take the baseline of where it's at, where it's at the foundation um, and look at, can you start bringing traffic in um, and of course, increasing sales and start looking at how to build um, definitely topical authority. Um, you know, don't just focus on the category page and the products, start tying that in with the topic um so get a website you can help or you can start your own you know start a drop shipping store um, that's one of the best ways to learn uh, you know you can read guides you can do courses but if you're not actually doing um, you, you know you're not going to get anywhere so start a little website start trying to bring traffic in with it um, keyword research topical research about building articles and how to one of the best things you can do is look at silos and clustering content. Um, if you can get your head around clustering content, um, you know that, that's going to help you start to learn about you know build, building articles around your e-commerce site um, and also. And then you know there's guides on what you need to do with schema and stuff. Um, but every, every article online is the baseline. They give you guides on what to do, um, but always know that you can increase on that. You know the. the a lot more that you can do by learning yourself and being more creative around that. Um, you know, that would be my advice. Oh, thanks a lot. 
for your time. It's a big pleasure to learn from you. You know, yeah, a lot of valuable insights. I think all uh, people, all audience can do the same. But uh, from North Korea, they only send me this uh, video clip because they have internet, you know? <laughs> just only like this, you know. But other people who have internet are more lucky than people in North Korea. And yeah, uh, a big pleasure. Uh, uh, tell how people can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, LinkedIn connect. You know, I'm a, I'm a people person, so you know, I like offering value in people's sort of career and where they're at on the journey. So you know, I love connecting. I love chatting with people. You know, I love traveling. Um, so you know, I'm a big fan of connecting with people. So yeah, definitely reach out on LinkedIn and let's have a chat. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have the last question from Daniel Bloom uh, about strategy. Uh, how uh, can you share the strategy to rank service pages of the website or some new strategies uh, of link building? Oh, yeah, by the way, we, we forget about link building. Can you tell more about link building for e-commerce SEO? Yeah, definitely. Um, a typical, so the answer the question as well, you know, a typical mistake a lot of businesses make is building a lot of links to the category pages. Um, you know, it's not a natural thing to do. Um, Google understands informational intent, so... Obviously, look at look at tool like HRS, put your keyword in, um, look at the top SERP. It, you know, there's not many keyword, not many links coming in. You know, you don't need to worry about that. What you do around your category page is build topical articles and authorities, and they become the bridgeway to your links. So building, you know, always niche links, niche links to uh, the articles, they pass that page rank back to the collection page. And, you know, that's how you build topical authority. I say niche links because I still see people talk about high DR now and, you know, that, that went out the window <laughs> years ago. Um, niche links or like a website, that, again, um, men's fashion, men's fashion. You cluster that topic around that um, in your articles, um, men's hoodies, men's fashion. Google understands that cluster, but then it understands the clustered websites that are linking to your website. So if you have... Um, links from fishing sites, um, car alloys, linking to your men's fashion, um, hoodies, you know, you're going to come into a bit of problem because it's, it's not, you know, connected. So the, the main thing is to find niche relevant articles, you know, bloggers that are talking about um, fashion. Then links that are coming into your articles are the ones that are going to build more relevance. Um, Google's going to cluster that, understanding they're very related. It's going to pass page rank, um, relevance there, and it's all going to also going to help that service page or category page rank. Um, so don't don't get hooked up on um, your category pages. Need to get all the links. They don't. Um, your articles are the ones you cluster. Yeah, great, great. Okay, guys, we have other questions, but uh, it's a lack of time. Thanks a lot for your time. By the way, if you wanna ask more questions, uh, connect with uh, Louis Smith on LinkedIn. You can find uh, the link in the description below uh, about question Wix or WordPress. WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> Very fast. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot for your time. Always welcome uh, to see you back. And thanks, guys, for listening and watching us. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.